This is Saster's Founders Favorite Series, where you can hear some of the best of the best from Saster speakers. This is where the cloud meets. Guru is the knowledge management solution that delivers the information you need when and where you need it. Guru lets your team capture information instantly wherever it surfaces. Slack, Gmail, Salesforce, Microsoft Outlook and Teams, and more without ever leaving their workflow. Visit getguru.com forward slash saster to get Guru for free. Up today, Zapier CEO, Wade Foster. All right, you want to hit a few of the things that we wanted to chat about on this list? Sure, let's do it. Um, first of all, just because it's fun. Uh, well, actually, before we get there, does everyone get Zapier pronounced right? Like, what are the odds that folks get it pronounced right? Just like- uh, I think mostly... I think it probably is like 40, 60, uh, right to wrong. <laughs> right. I know. Will you, will you, uh, do you roll either way or, or do you? I roll either way because, so here's what I, I like to tell myself. This is how I sleep at night. It's like a gift gif thing. So there's like an internet controversy. People like a controversy and it creates word of mouth. It is. That's what I tell myself to sleep at night. Cause I think uh, that the, the zap is like a hard consonant and it's hard to say it. It's hard yeah. to say it, isn't it? Yeah. But um, you want to zap stuff. Like that's what you're trying to do. Like you're yeah. trying to zap things. Uh, so zap here, but you know, when it's, when you can't afford domain names in 2011, cause they're all taken, you get the one with one B cause that's what's available. Uh, <laughs> and it has API in the, the name. So it's kind of clever, but it did. I didn't actually know that till the last time we met that it had API in the name. Yeah. Right? But it turns out cleverness is not a great marketing strategy. Like the arrow in the FedEx logo that you don't know until someone, and then you're like, Oh my God, there's an you arrow. You can't unsee it. Logo. Yeah. Or the A to Z in Amazon. Right. Like, yeah. you know, you I guess it could have been little Z, big API. It wouldn't have been hip, but you so could. we did do that. The original logo has API in gray. I see. Um, and it. yeah, it's not, you know, it's not super hip, but whatever. <laughs> All right. So for folks that don't know the company, just I don't want to go back and talk about the early days when you went through Y Combinator mm-hmm. enough. That's all fun and game. I want to talk about sure. forward looking stuff, but give us a rough sense. Where are you at today? How big are you? Um, you've talked a little bit about revenues, how many employees? Yeah. Um, and what what do you want to accomplish maybe by the end of the year? Sure. Uh, Zapier, 300 uh, employees, global, fully distributed team. Uh, well over a hundred thousand customers last revenue number we talked about was early last year, 50 million ARR. So more than uh, that today. Yeah. More than that today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, we've, what do we want to accomplish this year? Yeah. You know, I think a big part of this, we've got the company's product. We want to do a better job of servicing these mid market users, make sure that we're there for them. We want to do a much better job of making automation easier. You know, I think there's, uh, an opportunity for us to really make setting this stuff up super simple. It's still, we, you know, it used to be engineers did all this work. It used to be that you had like IT staff that did all this. Yep. Now with Zapier, like anyone can do it, but you still, it's still a little nerdy. Like it's still a little technical. And so I think there's more we can do to abstract away parts of that. So your run of the mill sales rep or your run of the mill, like recruiter or whoever can just sort of step in and be like, automation is part of my tool set. It's how I do my job. It's how I'm more effective at my work. So there's a whole bunch of design and simplification and product extensions that we have in mind to like really make that first run experience really good. Well, that's it. So when I, when I like, it's interesting when I think about folks that I work with that use Zapier, like I would say, for example, tech focused marketers, folks that are, yep. that are you know, next generation, they're, they love the app. 
right? Yeah, they're, they're, on, they're, like, they're all in. They're like, I can't connect my dated marketing automation app to my janky CRM to my website because like, we are all using hundreds of apps, right? So yeah. I don't, sir, forget about a, a, even a lay engineer. I think a, techni- a technical marketer can use the product and love it, right? Yeah. But, but what's the next frontier beyond that? But I don't know, but, but you still need to be, I don't know what the term is, but it's like web savvy. Like you got to yeah. be web savvy, right? So do you yeah. think, do you think folks, someone that isn't web savvy can, will be able to use the product as effectively as someone that is by the end of the year? Uh, I think it'll get, uh, I mean, I hope so. Right. Like that's the goal. Uh, and what know, do you need a- to do that just to help out? Cause I, this is something I, you know, we'll run out of time to talk about no code maybe and all this stuff, but that's an element of, of getting beyond the web savvy, right? Just getting yeah. web aware. So I think there's like web aware people. How can a web aware people use your application? Right. Yeah. I think a big part of it is we get, simpler, we get easier. So we find better entry points into the product that like, as you're going about just using these tools, like you're prompted to set up zaps and there's like very little configuration to go on. I still remember my experience using Squarespace in the early days when you had to configure like the DNS settings and stuff like that. Squarespace was always been easy, but it used to be like, you had a tutorial open on one side and then like you were going through their setup flow on the other and you're like copying and pasting links into it. So it was easy in the fact that it was straightforward, but there was just a lot you had to do. Now, when you go in to set up a Squarespace site, you like buy the domain and then they have a little spinner and they're like, ta-da, your site's ready for you. That's what you want. It integrates with Google domains, right? And you want that, right? Even I get a headache. I screw screw it up. I can't remember what my C name is or my whatever it is. And I want to just jump off the roof. And it's not that it's hard. It's just that there's a lot of steps and you're copying and pasting a bunch. And so like, that's our job is to get rid of all that stuff where it's like, you don't care about that. Like you just want it to work for you. Um, and, and so what's the single time. hardest part of that that you want to conquer this year? Like, did you have, do you have a sense of what? what yeah, I think a big part of it. Knockdown? Yeah. A big part of it is like, you know, you're mapping data from different services, one service to another. And so how do you extract that stuff away? It's always, been, impo- say, it's always been wrong. It's always, always the corner in the edge cases break, right? Yeah. The fields don't match. Uh, there's more than 256 characters in the wrong field. The data doesn't flow the right way. How do you, and then you get an error message that like a user looks at and they're like, what the heck is this? You do this at scale. Yeah. So, I mean, the big part of it is you just get a lot of data and you start to know and you can match on other users' use cases and say, hey, you're trying to do this stuff. We're going to you know, take those configurations and we're going to make those default configurations for other folks. So out of the box, it sort of works. Yep. And last one, then I want to, because I want to tie this into a question, but do you think, I, I used to hate this term persona, um, mm-hmm. but I've evolved. I do think it summarizes a lot of, a lot of things as organization. I used to hate alignment as a term now, and now mm-hmm. I like it. But do you, is there, as you look to that future, is there a different persona that will use the, the, the product? I definitely think so. Right now, you have you a know, name for this person. Is we, it is we don't have a name yet? We're going really through all of our segmentation salesperson. <laughs> yeah, we're doing all the segmentation work and things like that right now. But you know, I think you hit it on the head where it's like web savvy, like tech forward, technology oriented companies love Zapier today. Now it's about how do you get it in companies that maybe maybe there's a web savvy person in the company, but maybe the company isn't tech forward. So like, how do you enable them to like implement it inside their organizations? And then how do you take it go the next step further where it's like, I'm just an organization and technology is sort of being foisted upon me. And like, I just got to catch up. Like the cloud is everywhere. Well, how do you make sure you get that sort of last wave of folks on board with it? And, you know, as companies age and grow, like you're trying to go down this, you're trying to get as far through that thing as you possibly can. Um, yeah. That's how you get as much market penetration as you want. And what is, and, and um, 
give me this this next question I have because it's the, it's it's early in the year and you're you're at a very interesting point because you're trying to connect a hunt whatever we call them we can call them mo- how many apps do you connect a thousand apps five thousand yeah million. we're 15, 1600 right now okay uh, but there's yeah. a lot of clouds in those apps that you're connecting so mm-hmm. and you're trying to do it in a much more effortless way than enterprise products so you're you're forced to think about the future of the cloud in a, in a di- way different than the Davos uh, sound bites. What do you, what do you see down the pike that other folks don't see? Cause you're in this intersection. What do you see happening? Not this year, but in three to four years that maybe even could disrupt uh, Zapier, right. That even could change the ecosystem. But what do you, what are you worried about or excited about that? Maybe other people can't don't well, see it crisply. I think there's just a explosion in the number of tools that people use. I, you know, I think a lot of folks, we all use like the big stuff, right? We all use Slack. We all use Zoom. We all use G Suite. Like we all use that stuff. But every org has like a slice of tools that like, you could probably tell me right now, like a half a dozen tools where I'd be like, what is that? How does it work? I'm not sure how it is. And I rely and, on them. Yeah. And you rely on it. And it's probably a 10 million ARR business. And it's like a really solid businesses. So I think there is going to be just a mat like I, it wouldn't surprise me if like the new sort of like uh you know family business is like a software shop a SaaS business that does like 10 million in arr million in arr somewhere in between there and it's like pretty successful yeah it's not a venture scale business and no one ever talks about these types of business but they're everywhere right now they are uh and they have like pretty significant if you group them all together there's pretty significant adoption across all those tools Uh, and they need them to work with all this other stuff that they have. And so, you know, I think we like to think of tech as, you know, Hey, the Fang companies and, you know, these big SaaS companies and whatnot, but there's a lot of tech. that's not that. Yeah. And what do you think at the other end of the spectrum of, of things like UiPath and automation anywhere that are, uh, or even, uh, or even plaid from the other day, I know they sound like a bunch of apps, but they're taking another approach. They're, they're bypassing APIs, they're using next generation scraping, um, flat files and whatever it takes (laughs) to make anything work. Where does that, that's like, in some ways it's the opposite end of what you're doing, but in in some ways you're trying to solve similar problems though, aren't you? It's an important, those are important problems to solve. I think they're transitionary problems is is how I would talk about them. they're big to like 2040. I mean, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, enterprise moves slow. Right. <laughs> but I think we all know that like APIs are a better way to consume data. Like this is the, this is the ideal state. This is, you know, when let like, let's look at a, let's use like files an example, like Dropbox beach drive was into the market before Dropbox was, but drive said like, it's all about the cloud. It's all about docs and sheets and stuff like that. They didn't think about file formats and whatnot. Dropbox was like, we're just going to start by syncing your file formats. We're going to deal with all this crufty old school desktop related stuff and do it really well. And in some ways that's sort of transitionary. Like we're all now on the cloud. Like we don't actually outside of photos and maybe videos, we don't actually interact with files all that much anymore. So in some respects, like Dropbox was focused on a transitionary thing, but they use that to build a billion dollar business out of it. Now they got to figure out how do they exist in a world where most everything is cloud. I suspect they'll figure it out. But it's the same thing, I think, with when you look at like UiPath and Automation Anywhere is they're tackling this thing that is a massive problem, but all those things are somewhat fragile. Like businesses don't want it to operate like that for forever. So 2040, like what's the better way to do this stuff? Yeah. 
Let's, I want to throw out one thought that you kind of tease at, and then I want to hit the next one on our list. But we launched this product called Sasser University just a couple days ago to like, uh, to take all of our 6,000 articles and blog posts and like organize it for the next generation. And we already have almost 4,000 founders on it. It's pretty cool. Wow. And I, I, I didn't have time. I just, over the holidays, I, I had extra time and I picked a platform, right? Called Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it's very limited and it's very slick because it's like mm-hmm. a social network with learning attached. And it only has three integrations in it. It has uh, Google Analytics. Um, it has something I forget. And it has Zapier to solve all the things that it doesn't integrate with. Yeah. Now, that's profound, right? To think about it, right? And, 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 and that, there's a bunch of things to think about. That's a brand that you have right? It's a product. And how do you, once you have, and you know that I've gotten passionate about that. Once you have a brand and you're past that point, how are you thinking about leaning in so that everyone will build? There's only three products in this, this product. You probably never even heard of until I brought it up, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're the only one of the three <laughs> and they're not going to probably put the effort in whoever your number two competitor is. I don't know who it is. They're probably, it's probably, they're not going to do the effort. Yeah, not for mining networks, right? Yeah, they're not going to do it, right? And, mm-hmm. and because it's, they got too much stuff else to do, right? Yeah, so yeah. we already used it to hook up to Marketo and some other things. But how do you, are you leaning in on that as you're, as you're kind of thinking about, you know, nine figures and beyond revenue? What are you doing to, to, to build on that and not break that relationship and build on your brand? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, for us, we're about connecting the tools you use. And so the tools you use are like so critical for us where, you know, we're going to make sure that we have every app on the platform, period. Like everything is going to be supported by Zapier and the stuff that everyone uses is going to be supported super well. Like we're going to make sure that the G suites, the slacks, the like stuff everyone uses is going to be really good. Really, really good. But you'll do that no matter what it takes. Like we'll do that no matter what it takes. You got to have a Slack team internally, don't you? To make sure that. Yeah. I mean, we have people dedicated to sort of the top, you know, in apps uh, on the platform, right? Do you get do you get early access to their platform changes and know ahead of time? Oh yeah, we work with them to, and in fact, oftentimes we try and build stuff together for that stuff. So we're the guinea pigs on new weird things. Um, but those ones you've got deep relationships, right? You're, you're yeah. getting access to to their mm-hmm. staging servers and preview releases and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and then for the long tail of folks, you're trying to provide tooling. You're trying to export the things you're learning with your top in apps and make it really easy for them to self-serve, to build similar type experiences to what you're trying to do on this more experimental big side of things. But like Mighty uh, Networks, you're, never, you're not making any money off them directly, right? So what do you, maybe you are, maybe, but I don't, it's, it's small, right? What are you doing to empower that long tail in 2020? Yeah, you just uh, give them tools. Like you give them the things that they can solve the problems themselves, right? Like these orgs, like they need it. Their customers are begging for integrations. And so yeah. Zapier is like the easiest thing they can do to be able to say that's why it's one of the three it's the easiest thing they can do right yeah it literally is the easiest fastest thing they can do and so our job is if it's not the easiest fastest thing that we can do we're in trouble so yep. we need to continue to be the easiest fastest thing they can do to say yes to all these customer feature requests there's just one thing I want to go back in time on because when we were at the inbound conference, we chatted about it, which was the early days when you had to build the integrations yourself versus yeah. when it crossed over, right? Mm-hmm. And it never fully changes because you're working with your top customers' team. So you're still building these. Yeah, we still build stuff ourselves. But yeah. when, when does that, it, it maybe power dynamics the wrong term, but when do the relationships change? How should you be aware of it? I see a lot of folks that, that like, especially folks that have good but not great engineering teams, they want the partners to do all the work, 
Yeah. Right. It's hard enough just to build an API. If you if you have no experience, it's not easy. It's not easy to yeah. build an, like an API. And you have four engineers and some like pretty good, but not great engineer needs six months to build your API. And then, mm-hmm. and then Slack comes in and like, <laughs> Slack's not going to build it. <laughs> no. So how, what did you learn? And when, when is it appropriate to ask the partner to do the work instead of you? And if you want to have a positive ecosystem? I think you have, there's, there's sort of two things. You have to have something that people want at the end of the day. Like you're not going to be a platform if people don't want it. Typically, that means you got a lot of users. Like typically, that means because that's what most of us are trying to do. We're trying to tap into a user base that we feel we, we like we want to pick the top three platforms and build on them. Right? Yeah, it's like we're going to build on Slack because so everyone uses Slack, and so we'll get all their users. That's like the dream. Um, it doesn't really play out like that, but that's the dream. <laughs> or like you have some other like there's some other there has to be some other reason. If it's not for access to your customers, like what is it that you're providing them that they're willing to say, you know what, we're going to do a thing that isn't going to impact our entire customer base. Yeah. And I remember the, the moment we were having this debate very early on. I remember the moment it flipped a switch in our head. And it was when Aaron from Box, he sent us an email at like a 2 a.m. on a Saturday and was like, why isn't Box on Zapier? And the answer was like, well, we're three people just going as fast as we can. Like, of course, Box should be on Zapier. We're just not there yet. Um, but that got us thinking, like, he sent us an email in the middle of the night, like, maybe he would put an engineer on it. Like, if he cares enough to do that, maybe he would do that. And so we just emailed him and said, hey, would you put an engineer on this if we had a way for you to do it? And he was like, sure. And so we were like, okay, that's enough of a signal for us that if we make the tooling good enough, maybe they would would go do it. I think a lot of us have this dream that's like, everyone's going to build on us, but basically no evidence that someone would do such a thing. So for me, it's like, you got to have some evidence that someone's willing to go do that before you go stake the future of your company on this platform vision. Yep. And Aaron Levy's story is a good one. And sometimes what happens too is, yeah, you think everyone's going to build on your API and no one does. But often what happens in the early days is there's one or two high affinity partners. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're another little company in YC. Sometimes they're a big company, but you saw, they may not even be huge. They may be one of your 10 million uh, mom and mom companies, uh-huh. um, but you solve a big arse problem for them. So they uh-huh. bring you into every deal overnight. I've had a few. Did you have any experience like that where someone needed you? Oh, I mean, we've I seen it do. definitely. We've definitely seen it over the years where like Zapier is like, basically like if you don't use Zapier alongside the tool, like the tool itself kind of doesn't do enough. Um, is so, anyone, do they pull you into, do they literally package you up with their product and pull you into deals? I mean, they start, yeah, basically yeah. they're like, you should just use Zapier. Like a company like, so like Clearbit, take that for example, yes. it's a dev tool. However, a lot of their companies aren't devs. Well, well Clearbit's super interesting. It's a dev yeah. tool and a lot of marketers and others want to use it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, right. if you want to use it, but you're not a dev, how do you do that? Yes. Zapier. That's how our marketing tool uses it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> are, so are, you, are you aligned? Even though you're both dev tools in a sense, are you aligned on a from a go to market perspective? Is it totally incidental? Do you guys know each other? Do you work together? We know each other. It's yeah. it's mostly incidental. Like we're not aligned. We don't have like co selling agreements or anything. Like you have like that. a BD yeah. team or a partner team that helps facilitate this stuff. Yeah, we do. So we have what's a their what are their jo- what's their KPI or do they have a, a goal for 2020 or a, or a job? Yeah, there's different teams. So like we have teams focused on our biggest apps, and so there's that's a different goal versus like teams that are focused on the programs that you put in place to you know help for the thousand apps and whatnot like that. So yeah. cool. 
Yeah. All right, I want to talk about I want to talk about for a couple of minutes for a run of time. I want to talk about distributed teams, which is your super passion. But I want to dig in on a few topics that maybe you talk about a little bit less that we've chatted about. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is just advice. Okay, I need, first of all, I need your advice. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to learn how to do this and you could give me personal advice, which, uh, which I will be grateful for. But, but the meta point is, I, I know your, your, your point, which is great, which is good counsel, which is go all in early, right? Yeah. Which is your, it's almost your act that the, the Zapier story is you have the co-founders, your co-founder goes through YC, has to go back to the Midwest and you decided you better learn how to do it because you have no choice. It's a great story, Yeah. but a lot of us don't start that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I invested in another YC company that I love that's a rocket ship and they're, they're 10 dudes, all guys, which is bad, right? In 2020, all mm-hmm. working in one room that have, that have coded together for years yeah. and then they just broke it all up and said, we're going 100% distributed. Mm-hmm. Right. But how do you, so like, that's like such a big culture change from like programmers yeah. to like, what, what's your advice if you, if you don't start there, what's your advice to folks you've met that are at yeah. 20 or a hundred. And it's not that I want to have a remote, uh, an extra office. Cause that's not the same. No, it's not. It's not even remotely the same, is it? So I think, so I've given this advice to a few folks and a few folks have followed up on it and it seems to work if you follow it through, it seems to work. Um, now, like anything, you have to commit to it, which is take, let's call it two weeks. I think two weeks is long enough, but you might need to do longer. It's enough time where you basically have to deal with it, where you can't say, I'm going to go back to the office. But two weeks, everyone, no one can come to the office. Doors are locked. You can't show up. Okay. And the, it has to be long enough where your default response is not like, well, when we're in the office again, let's make sure to discuss this. Or when we're in the office again, let's make sure to figure this out. So it has to be long enough. It doesn't have to be the whole company, but just take a team first. So if you have like a little, a small team, that team, lock the doors on them. Everyone's from home, even the boss. Uh, you have to just do it and figure out like, we have a core problem to deal with and we just don't have any of the tooling, any of the documentation, any of the infrastructure set up to deal with it. And so you'll just start realizing like, okay, we got to start putting in a little bit of a process for this, a little bit of a discipline around this type of thing. And then even if you decide, Hey, we're not going to be fully remote. We're actually going to go back into the office. Just the exercise of having done that will make you a better run company. Like you still decide to run out of an office. You'll get to, bring some good habits from that exercise. Well, I love that idea. I'm going to think about that. What, based on those learnings in your own, what about folks who they really enjoy being in the office, right? If you have an office, they have, mm-hmm. it's their time away. It's their third place and they don't want to work. I mean, I'm looking at you on, on Zoom in your home office, what? which I've <laughs> seen on a few videos, but not everyone has a home office. Maybe there's yeah. four of us in an apartment in San Francisco and we don't even want to go to WeWork, right? I mean, well, yeah. maybe that's the answer, but what do you do for folks that, that it's not just being, it's not just collaborating. They literally want a third place. Yeah. Um, Cause you've got 500 employees, right? So you yeah, have to have thought about yeah, this. Yeah. We've got 300, 300. you know, so <laughs> we are at a point now where, uh, so first thing I, there's a certain amount of this where, if your like social life comes from the office, like if that's how you get your connection to your community, like a fully distributed team, it might just be tough for you. Like it just could be a thing that like, hey, you should opt out of that. That said, some of these companies are getting big enough that we're starting to solve some of these problems too. Where, you know, at Zapier, certain cities have like a pretty high like number of employees. Like I think Portland has like 25 people for us. 
Yep. And there's a whole like social scene around work for folks in Portland where they don't, there's not, a, we don't have an office for them, but like a person on that team schedules like, you know, coffee shop meetups and like, you know, uh, happy hours and like come over to our family's house for dinner on a Friday night, like events for the team where you start to build camaraderie and like a real sense of community around the people you work with. And so I think you try and just find little nuggets like that where you can provide some of that. It's never going to be the same thing as like showing up in an office at, you know, 40 hours a week. But I don't know that you need that. I don't know that everyone wants the full thing. They just want a little bit. They don't want to feel like they're on an island by themselves. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was great. Thanks for being part of the Saster community. I think you were at Saster like 2016 or 2017 or something. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. I remember it was like sub 1,000 people was the first one. Yeah, I was you're at. coming Something back like this year, which is, which is grateful. You've done the podcast before. So thanks for everything. And thanks for, um, thanks for teaching us. I mean, I, I'm sure I know doing this kind of stuff is good, but I think really we are learning about distributed teams and no code from you in a big way. And I'm, I'm, I'm personally learning. So thanks for everything that you do. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thanks to you as well. I think we're all learning from the Saster community together. That's what we're all, we're all the, the cloud keeps evolving. We're all learning, right? Yeah, that is the truth. All right, man. I'll see you in San Jose and we'll chat in a little bit. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Say goodbye to slip ups. Old news is a thing of the past. With Guru's verification tool, you'll always be confident that your team's knowledge is up to date and accurate because it's verified by your in-house experts. Saster listeners can get Guru for free today by visiting getguru.com forward slash Saster.